You'll know when you have a wild woman. She'll practice her craft without boundaries. She is truly autonomous. Her loyalty is only to the family she serves, a midwife who will not allow herself to be held back by a system she didn't create. This podcast is for the birth keepers who want to grow and change. We're open to learning through self-reflection and supportive community. We are creating this space to explore without judgment. We are remembering we were born wild. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Born Wild podcast. We are your hosts, Emma, Sophia, and Leah. And today we have Jen with us. Um, She's a chiropractor in our area. And I will hand it over to you, Jen, to introduce yourself. So I am Dr. Jen Santos. I am a native to Sonoma County, been in practice for eight years, I think. Um, I graduated from Life West uh, in Hayward um, and have opened a practice with my husband. And we now have three locations in uh, Sonoma and Napa County. We have one in Napa, one in Santa Rosa and one in Petaluma um, with 13 chiropractors who specialize in perinatal and pediatric care. Um, I also teach the obstetrics course, the gynecology class, prenatal and pediatric adjusting and pediatric pathology at the chiropractic college, which is pretty fun. And then I um, also teach for the International Chiropractic Pediatric Association. Um, So yeah, that's, that's a little bit about me. So you really don't have much to do these days, right? (laughs) No, I'm like super bored all the time. (laughs) Yeah. Well, thank you for fitting time in your busy schedule to chat with us. Um, Absolutely. I I still remember when I met you um, because I was a student and were, were you, I'm trying to remember, were you you had just started your practice because you had reached out to us to get to know us so that we could, Mm -hmm. you know, refer clients to you and um, vice versa. And um, yeah, I remember it was so great to go out to dinner with you, with you and Matt. Yeah, Yeah. I think you were pregnant with Ben at the time. Um, So however long ago, how old is he now? Yeah, he's uh, six and a half. So Yeah. Uh yeah. So cool. Oh, been a while. <laughs> yeah. Well, you are um, a, such a blessing to our community. And I really wanted to talk to you about um, your practice is just so unique in the sense that it's, it's just like community, the whole family gets seen and it's very baby friendly. And, um, and can you just start at like where the beginning is for you? Maybe that's like, like when you knew that you, where you wanted to direct your chiropractic care um, and that you wanted to be, I mean, you've come to birth with me and, you know, I assume other people's um, practices and um, you helped my son in the hospital when he wouldn't nurse. And, you know, so there's just like, you are in the birth world and not many chiropractors are. Um, so where did that start for you? So, A fun fact that most people don't know about me is I was not in high school excited about the birth process like like my friend Sophia. Um, (laughs) I, I, um, I, my husband and I had been married for five years before we had our first kid and 
Um, didn't really know if we wanted children. I thought children were kind of gross and sticky and uh, the birth, like being pregnant seemed like the worst parasitic infection possible, which is still totally true. But um, it was, um, so I really, um, I really didn't, it really wasn't my, my gig at first. And um, then my husband decided to go to chiropractic college and I decided to go with him uh, because I had gone to the school and they had done like a, um, the president of the school actually like shared his chiropractic story and why he got into chiropractic. And what it was, was when he was a little kid, um, he had a tumor in his eye and uh, the doctor told him, you're going to go blind. He told the dad, you know, take him to the um, Grand Canyon, take him to Niagara Falls, like do what you can, because in a couple of years, based on this tumor, he's going to be blind. And um, so the dad said, you know, that's not good enough to have my child just on this trajectory of going blind. What else can we do? And so he took him to a chiropractor. And at the time, chiropractic was going through a very uh, tumultuous time as midwives have uh, known. <laughs> um, it was illegal at the time, not because we were doing anything bad, but because the tendency is to try to squash things that help and work in a natural realm. I mean, you guys are can attest to the history of that. Um, and so it was illegal at the time and um, he, the, the child started getting, the president of the chiropractic college started getting adjusted and um, he went back, you know, six months later or whatever for a checkup and the tumor was gone. Wow. And um, so the medical doctor said, you know, what did you do? And he said, well, I took my, my, my child to a chiropractor. And he said, the medical doctor looked over and said, I wouldn't take my dog to a chiropractor. And it was, <laughs> it was the first time that I realized because my dad is a chiropractor. I'm second generation chiropractor is what they call it. Um, it was the first time that I realized not everybody understood the importance of chiropractic from a neurological level and from like a health standpoint, as opposed to just like fixing back pain. And so I was, we were driving home that night and I said to Matt, my husband, I said, you know, I'm going to go to chiropractic college with you, but if I'm going to go, I want to be the best damn pediatric and prenatal chiropractor I can be because it starts with that. Like it starts with the baby. It starts with the mom. Like if we can take care of that, then perhaps they won't have as many issues. Perhaps they won't grow into having tumors and, you know, like whatever, you know, whatever. And so my husband said, you know, I think that's great, but there's one problem. You don't like kids. And I was like, dude, I'll figure it out. Cause um, <laughs> um, so then I feel like the universe kind of like laughed. I mean, I, I love, um, I love the quote, like, if you want to make God laugh, tell him your plans, right? Uh -huh. Like, uh, if you want to make the universe laugh, like just tell it your plans or whatever, because I say that about babies. If you want to make yeah. your baby laugh, tell it your plans. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so two months before we were, uh, slated to start chiropractic college, um, I found out I was pregnant <laughs> and I was like, you have got to be kidding me. Like, this is so weird. And I was really disappointed. I was, um, I was excited and I was happy. And, um, and on the other hand, I was, I was kind of sad because it was, 
I really wanted to do what I wanted to do in life and we weren't expecting it. We were um, trying not to get pregnant at the time and surprise. Um, and so um, it was through then um, my son was actually um, a couple weeks before he was born, we found out he was breech and I wasn't a chiropractor at the time, um, but I was seeing a chiropractor my whole pregnancy. I was getting Webster technique done. Um, and when my, my son was born at home, um, vaginally breech and, um, the midwife was awesome, um, did a great job. And, um, it was really, having my own son that I fell in love with the birth process um, and got like having gone through the pregnancy um, it was so experiential and um, I just knew that that that's kind of where I wanted to go um, I love the uh, I love the I love the physiology of of pregnancy and birth and um, I love also like looking at all of the pathology of, of what can go wrong and um, you know things that we don't necessarily even understand yet. I'm like, that is so cool. Like how, you know, so just looking at that, I really kind of dove in and studied that. And so throughout chiropractic college, it was kind of always the joke of like, we would be in like, I don't know, cardiology class and we'd be going over you know, different stuff. And I'd be like, okay, but how does that affect a woman that's pregnant? How does that affect a baby? How does that, you know, and those were always my questions. And the teachers got to the point where once they had had me in one or two classes, they would be like, I know, Jen, you're going to ask me about pregnancy. Hold on, I'll get to it. And so kind of my, um, throughout chiropractic college, I just knew that that was um, what I wanted. And so I ended up, um, at that time, also, a lot of my friends were um, getting pregnant and asking me questions. And I was like, I have no idea, but I'll look it up. And so um, one Christmas, I got uh, William's obstetrics textbook for Christmas for my Christmas present, um, read through that <laughs> um, in, in my spare time. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, just from then on, it was sort of... Um, when I came home and started, um, we, we transferred back uh, to Life West. And when I started here, I got to attend several births of my friends and seeing that um, I, the transformation of like going from womanhood to mo motherhood. And, you know, it was just so beautiful and um, still a parasitic infection and kids are still disgusting and sticky and all of that. I 100%, but now I, I love working with children and I say like, I'm awkwardly adorable and kids like kind of are more forgiving with that. So with adults, I'm always like, hi, <laughs> like I, I feel super awkward in myself. And so but I love being able to just be like, I own my awkwardness with children and they love and accept me. So I'm like, okay, cool. <laughs> so it's easier. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. So I have a question. Um, I'm curious what the process is to become a chiropractor. I think whenever there's an alternative provider, like I was, you know, like acupuncturist or a chiropractor, um, I think it's helpful sometimes for people to know, like, how long is schooling, kind of what are the prerequisites, like, you know, because I know that it's very extensive, and people don't always understand that. So 
So I would love yeah. to. Yeah. Um, so yeah, in order to go to chiropractic college, you have to have a bachelor's degree um, or 90 college units in specific um, classes. So if you have a bachelor's degree as of right now, you can have a bachelor's degree in anything. You just have to have a bachelor's degree. Um, if you are doing 90 units, that's three years of undergrad, um, you are supposed to have chemistry, um, organic chemistry, physics, uh, anatomies, um, basically all the, like the health sciences and um, stuff like that. So um, then when you go to chiropractic college, you, it's a four-year program um, after your bachelor's degree. So in total, it's an eight-year program. Um, in chiropractic college, the first year and a half is really, again, what they call the basic sciences. It's um, organic chemistry, or not organic chemistry, but biochemistry. We had three quarters of biochemistry. Um, we have anatomy classes, so we had four quarters of anatomy classes, uh, cadaver labs, um, histology classes, um, cardiology classes, neuroanatomy classes, all of that kind of stuff. And then um, you take your part one boards and it's a review of everything you've been doing for the last year and a half. And then once you're done, um, you then the next section of the program is all your clinical sciences. So that's gonna be obstetrics, um, gynecology, pediatric pathology. Um, that's going to be more into cardiology. Um, we have a renal pulmonary physiology class, a neurophysiology class, um, spinal disorders, neuromuscular, neuromusculoskeletal disorders. Um, we have a proctology um, class. So we have to do prostate exams. Um, we have to do pap smears, um, breast exams. Um, and then the last, uh, or, and then you take your part twos and your part threes. And that is sort of all things pediatric, or uh, not pediatric, see my mind just goes there. Uh, it's all things pathology <laughs> um, and diagnosis. And so, um, and then um, in your last year of school, um, it's kind of summarizing everything and kind of um, you're, you're also doing your last year of school, you're in a um, clinic setting. So you're doing your clinicals, um, you're required to do a certain amount of adjustments, a certain amount of um, physicals, a certain amount of um, what we call physiotherapy, which is like either therapeutic ultrasound or electric stimulation or um, cold laser therapy and stuff like that. Um, and so you have to do a certain amount of like each thing um, in order to meet requirements. Um, in total chiropractic college after your bachelor's degree um, is usually around 4,600 to 4,800 hours. So, um, it's pretty much a full-time job, 
when you're in it. Um, Monday through Friday, you're at school. When I was at school, it was Monday through Friday, eight or seven, seven thirty a.m. to five p.m. Mm-hmm. And it was that was that's what it was. Yeah, <laughs> but, so medical school. Basically, um, there are differences. We do a lot of adjusting classes, so we spend a lot of um, a lot of the time learning how to do um, chiropractic adjustments. Um, whereas a lot of times with medical school, they learn like um, pharmacology more than we do. Um, we do have kind of a they call it a toxicology class, but it's basically pharmacology. Um, but in because you um, view them as toxins. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Basically. Yeah. Um, yeah. Little but, classes, but just as far as the amount of time and it sounds like the, you know, in-depth study of the human body and all mm-hmm. of that is yeah. Yeah. No joke. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's a lot and it's um it's it's a lot of um it's a lot of work. I know um, when my son was born, we started chiropractic college when he was two months old and I averaged it out. And the first year of his life, I got about two to three hours of sleep um, that, that first year. Um, and it was basically like I would be up all night studying, reading, studying, nursing him, putting him to bed, nursing him, putting him to bed. Um, reading so his bedtime stories really were like physiology textbooks and uh, neuroanatomy textbooks and it was funny because I started you know once you don't sleep and you know moms are kind of you know we operate on a higher like a different frequency for sure uh but so I would be in in like taking exams and I'd be like you know different like I would like I would come up with different songs for like row, row, row your boat for like neuroanatomy. And I'd be like, the nerve goes, da, 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 da. you know, like, so it was, yeah. So my, it was fun. <laughs> well, I think there's even studies that people learn better through song anyways. Yeah. So <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah. That's so great. Yeah. yeah so uh, paint a picture what your um, practice has looked like in Sonoma County and how it got started and unfolded and um, grew, obviously. You have a lot of people working with you and a lot of different um, locations. Um, yeah. Yeah, so one thing that we were really clear on um, going through chiropractic college is that we wanted to be really good chiropractors. We wanted to have really good quality and we also wanted chiropractic to be affordable for people. So um, we we worked really hard on learning what we could and um, creating a quality of chiropractic that is, um, in my opinion, really good. <laughs> um, and then also, um, then we needed to work on the affordability aspect of it because chiropractic is amazing, um, but typically the the number one reason people don't go um, is one they're scared because they don't know what it is or they can't afford it because there is a high barrier to entry and so um, we wanted chiropractic 
to really be affordable for people um, and for it to be affordable for the whole family. Um, so one of our mentors would always say like, there are two reasons why parents don't take their kids to the chiropractor. One, they don't understand chiropractic or two, they're trying to kill the little bastard. And, um, <laughs> you know, and it's like, um, you know, and that was kind of our, our, um, our driving force was, you know, we, we want to help grow healthy children as opposed to fix broken adults. And so, um, so we needed to come up with a system that worked to allow the entire family to be under chiropractic care for an affordable rate. And so um, with that, we kind of looked at it in a, in a couple different ways and ultimately settled on a membership practice. So um, the vast majority of our um, of our practice members pay a monthly fee and they can come in um, kind of kind of like a gym membership, if you will. Um, based on the current research, we're of the opinion everybody should get checked regardless of the presence or absence of symptoms about once a week. That helps kind of maintain a proper function system and kind of um, keep that. And so a lot of times we're not necessarily even seeing people with anything wrong with them, but we're just trying to help their nervous system function the best way possible. That's such a good piece of the puzzle because a lot of times people think of chiropractic care as, oh, my back hurts. I need to go in and get it fixed and then I'm done. Um, and right. I remember when it was explained to me that it has less to do with the bones and more to do with nerves and allowing space right. for the nerves to function. Can you speak to that? Because I think a lot of people do have this mentality of my back hurts. I'll go see the chiropractor till it's better. But like, what is it that you're actually doing? Yeah. Um, so basically, um, the only reason that we work on the back is that's where the central nervous system lives or a big part of it. Um, and so within the, you have the brain that sits on top and the spinal cord that runs through the vertebral column. Um, and nature had it pretty well figured out that um, the skull for the most part is kind of like not really, but it's kind of like a solid encased bone. It's pretty, um, it's like a helmet kind of in some ways. Um, but then the vertebra in the spine are uh, equally, or not equally, but they're divided into little sections so that you can move and function, right? Um, so sometimes what can happen is there becomes neurological deficiency in some way where uh, a misalignment occurs. I'm of the opinion based on the current research that the misalignment really is starting with nervous system dysfunction in the brain. So something's happening in the brain that says like, I can't control this or I can't communicate properly. And so that kind of stuck joint or stuck bone or whatever you want to call it stays stuck. Um, and it's through motion that about 80 to 90% of all brain stimulation is through motion of the spine. So if you have a joint that's not moving properly, the feedback from the body to the brain and from the brain to the body starts to become deficient. So what we wanna do is make sure that things are moving and functioning the best way possible. Um, so uh, yeah, and we're seeing this with like, they've done like different brain MRIs and scans where they'll take joints and immobilize them for um, like two weeks. And after about two weeks, the brain, the area that that joint is supplied by starts to atrophy. So we'll see different changes. So 
Um, really at the forefront of chiropractic research right now, what we're finding is when we adjust segments of the spine, the number one thing that we affect is the prefrontal cortex and the cerebellum, which are different areas in the brain. So that really um, kind of solidifies what we've been saying for 120 something years is that it's not really about your back. It's really about how well your nervous system is functioning and communicating properly to the rest of your body. Um, this gets really complicated, but we basically live our life through our nervous system. So any kind of trauma is stored within our nervous system, any kind of, um, and so when that happens, what we want to do is make sure that, um, that we're stimulating the nervous system. And so one of the ways that we do that is through adjustments, um, of the spine. Does that kind of answer your question? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it does. Um, do, do you see, so you said chiropractic has been around 120 years. Is that what you said? Roughly? Um, yeah, I mean, nine, uh, 1895 is when they first, um, kind of discovered chiropractic, uh, chiropractic is what they call it. Um, so that's kind of like credited as like the birthday of chiropractic. So what is that? 1895, I don't know, 120 I don't know, six years. <laughs> we will make you do math. <laughs> yeah. Mathing is hard. <laughs> is there, um, I, I know you haven't been doing it for 120 years, but um, is there a way that like our modern lives, our sedentary lives have been affecting our bodies and potentially changing chiropractic care, or, or I guess maybe even just making it more necessary? Um, um, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I think, I mean, I think so. I think that, you know, so much of what we do in life now is so unnatural, like sitting in a chair. I mean, I don't really, you know, that's not really how we're designed. Um, and, you know, sitting at a desk for eight hours a day, um, you know, different things like that. Um, so much of what we do now is unnatural. We also, I, I mean, simply, um, you know, the development of cars, the development of more like toxins in the environment, um, all of that kind of stuff plays a role into how well our life is able to integrate what we're doing in our systems. And I think that that's a big part of it. Um, one of the things, I mean, I'll go, I'll go down this rabbit hole with you guys for a second, but, um, <laughs> simply what we used to do like with women for example when women would give birth like we had a community we had a village we had whatever you want to call it but we would have women be with women right and they would come and they would help and they would surround these these people so much of the of what we see now is this isolation of of women and um, in the birth process alone, not with fantastic midwives like yourselves, but a lot of times, you know, they they give birth and then they don't see their care provider for six weeks. Um, and and I think that there's, you know, so in some ways, and what we're understanding about the neurology of of what is happening with pregnancy. Um, this was really cool when I started looking at like really what is happening during pregnancy. The amygdala, which is kind of like your fear center, your aggressive center. It's what I call like the mama bear center of the brain. Um, during pregnancy, your amygdala actually grows in size. 
and I, you know, we don't talk about that, but that's, you'll see this transition from women who, you know, or, or pregnant people who are just kind of chill and then they get pregnant and like, they start to get like, oh no, that's my baby. Like, I mean, not, not that I really knew you before pregnancy, but like your amygdala grew a lot with Ben. I think you had to advocate and you had to like go through that. And so I think, um, there's there are pa- there are direct pathways from the prefrontal cortex and the cerebellum that go to the amygdala, and so one of the things that I think chiropractic is super helpful with is making sure that as those changes are occurring, that we're able to stimulate those systems for the mom the best way possible. So that uh, basically we're able to exercise those areas of the brain during that transitional period, which I think is super important. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sorry, I could go on for like hours about all of that. (laughs) Uh, I have a question. What are, so uh, what are some ways that you help or how would you, what what are some things that you would say to women to prepare for pregnancy, birth and postpartum? Um, In one word, no. (laughs) in one word, stop talking, Jen. Um, no, no, we have plenty of time. Keep going. <laughs> um, I, I, I think really try to create a community as much as possible. And, and that community can be different. I mean, when I started having kids, um, I didn't really know anybody. When I found out I was pregnant, none of my friends had had children. And it was really lonely. Um, and it was it was really through my midwife at the time like that I learned you know, I got to meet other people and I got to kind of create that community. And what I really didn't have any concept of was that I was already building my community that would then help facilitate my practice later on. Um, because that was when we left California, we were not coming back and life changed. Um, you know, but it, um, yeah, I mean, I think the biggest thing is to create the community and, and really, I I don't like to, what I say, like, I I say, like, I don't like to should on women because I think there's enough of that. People are like, oh, you should do this or you should do that. Um, I don't really like to should on people, but what I like to, (laughs) um, but, but I think that creating a community and, and creating a sense of empowerment, um, to me, I want to help women and families become empowered through their process. Um, It's not necessarily, you know, sure, I would love everybody to have a two-hour orgasmic home birth, right? Like, that would be awesome. Um, The flip side of that is there are reasons why for some people, you know, that that isn't going to happen or that's not the best option for them. Um, And so I think that it's, you can have really empowering journey through your pregnancy regardless of how it is as long as you're the one feeling empowered by it and I think that that's really um education is super key I really like helping like educate on the birth process um yeah I don't know if that answers (laughs) yeah Yeah, I wanted to go back to the membership you were talking about because I think that's such a unique way to do um, the financial side of things. And I know it really, it really is helpful because it, the, the price of chiropractic 
a lot of times makes it so you only go in when you have issues and you, right. you know, just get it done and then you're good to go. Um, but to be able to be seen on a regular basis or to feel like if your chiropractor is checking you out and says, you got to come in like three days a week, you know, they're right. not calculating oh my gosh, that's going to cost way too much. I can't do that. You know, that that's just part of it, you know, so that you saying you need to come in more often is not about getting more money, you know, like that, that piece is taken out of it. It's just that that is actually what you need. Yeah. Um, And that it's feasible for you and your whole family. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And that's, what's really, um, I love that about our practice because exactly what you're saying is sometimes people are coming in. I just actually, I just published in January, I got a um, case study published on a baby that had failure to thrive. And um, we started working on this baby and they were getting to the point where they wanted to do like a feeding tube um, or like a G tube. um, And we started working on the baby, but I was seeing the baby every day. (laughs) Um, And what a, I mean, I, I, I don't toot my own horn often, but what a blessing for the family that we were here to be able to provide that because it, it wouldn't have been feasible if it was 45, 75, whatever the price is per visit to see that. I mean, I, you know, and that really is how many, how many kids are not getting the care that they need because the families truly can't afford it. And that isn't, you know, in chiropractic, there's this whole like, well, if people value it, they'll do it. No, I'm a chiropractor and I understand the value of chiropractic. Mm-hmm. But if I have to pick between feeding my child and getting chiropractic, like I'm, I'm going to feed my kid every time first. And um, I'm going to get angry emails from other chiropractors for this <laughs> podcast. I know. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but, but they're like, uh, I wouldn't choose food. <laughs> All you need is adjustments. Uh, But, you know, I mean, that that's really the thing. And like, I've been there, like my son who was, he was born breech and he had, he needed a lot of chiropractic care. And I've been at the time I was paying for chiropractic. Um, While we were going through chiropractic school, we were finding pediatric chiropractors that would see my son, but we were paying for it. And it was on student loans. And it was hard because it was like, okay, we're, we're poor. We're, we're completely living off of the student loans that we're going to have to pay back, you know, and then some. Um, and so it was, it was really hard to make the decision. Okay. And, and exactly what you said is somebody would say, well, they need, you know, uh, Noah, my son needs to come in three times a week. And I'd be like, okay, but what if we did twice a week because I can afford twice a week, but it's really hard to do three times a week. And it's like, what a terrible what a terrible way to do that because obviously like I wanted the best for my kid, you know, and I, and I did know that getting him seen regularly was going to be really helpful. Um, The other side to that is there is financial restrictions. And so exactly what you're, what you, what you said is that it, it takes that freedom away and people aren't trying to look at, see what, what kind of fancy car I'm driving based on them coming in three times a week. It's just, it's very straightforward. Um, the other thing that I um, love that all of our pricing is on our website. So you know what the price is before you come in, um, which I think that transparency is also really, really helpful. 
and that they're not choosing which of their family members is in the worst shape you know that they're not having to pick and choose like oh so and so needs to come twice a week so only they're going you know that right. not everyone can receive care yeah right yeah yeah um i wanted to dip into um cranial sacral just because i know that yeah. is um a, a service you provide is that part of chiropractic care is that on top of it do all chiropractors are they all trained in that or what uh no so um cranial sacral um we do a variant of cranial sacral called dynamic body balancing is our primary um form uh no chiropractors are not taught to do cranial sacral therapy in chiropractic college that is um not what we are taught to do there are different avenues and clearly it kind of feeds into there's a lot of overlap between the two um and um but i have done um all right well you're familiar with spinning babies the website yeah. obviously um, What's that? So, <laughs> <laughs> let me explain um so gail tool <laughs> Uh, Gail Tooley um, had learned from Dr. Carol Phillips, who's a chiropractor, and she's my mentor. Um, uh, Carol Phillips developed the forward leaning inversion. She developed the sideline release. Um, uh, and then the um, Phillips, I think, uh, I think they call it um, the buckled sacrum on spinning babies. Um, she calls it standing and winding, uh, either way, whatever. Um, so those three were like the big Carol Phillips ones. Um, but Carol Phillips does is more like dynamic body balancing. So there's a lot more movement in the cranial work than um, like something like Upledger where you just kind of sit still for like 45 minutes. Um, so it's a little bit of a, it's a variant of like I always say it's a variant of craniosacral therapy, but it's a program that I've done um, postgraduate and um, it was, it's a hundred hour program. And then you do, um, you work, you know, you, you have, I have like clinical hours that I've done and put in. And so um, I'm certified with dynamic body balancing. And then um, I'm actually, which um, is really cool. And if you know anybody or you want to do it, um, in starting in March, I am actually going to be teaching dynamic body balancing, um, in at my Napa office for the series. So I'm actually Carol Phillips, West coast instructor now. Um, so I'm going to be teaching it. And that is, um, because it is not chiropractic, it's something that we teach, parents uh to do for their children we teach midwives we teach doulas we teach um uh, uh osteo uh, not osteo uh, well yeah i've seen some osteopaths there but um mm -hmm. um occupational therapists that kind of stuff um because it's not necessarily chiropractic um but it is it, it was invented by chiro a chiropractor and all of that so um yeah it's pretty cool stuff that's really cool yeah Cool. Well, we'll yeah. get a link to that and we'll put it in the show notes too. So if anyone wants to sign up. Cool. Yeah. Uh, thank you so much for joining <laughs> us. Is there any last um, thing that you wanted to touch base on um, before we, we close up? Um, 
I don't know. I just so appreciate all the work that you guys do. Um, I always feel weird when I get around midwives because I'm a total fangirl. I'm like, oh, I, I'm telling you, awkwardly adorable, right? Um, <laughs> you should have heard us. I was like, we're interviewing Jen Santos today. And I was like, she's famous. <laughs> So the feeling is mutual. Chiropractors as midwives. Yeah. Some pretty phenomenal magic happen. Yeah. Chiropractic. Yeah. Yeah. My my son was too bad. And within a few minutes of your cranial sacral adjustment, he took bottle and breast, no problem. And it was just like, I did. I was like, I I have no idea what she did, but it was amazing. That way, yeah. You know, it's funny. I had just, um, I just found the picture that Spencer sent. Um, he sent me like a letter afterwards and he put like Jen, the master oh. Santa's and I just found the picture of it. And I was like, Oh man, oh. that was so awesome. And, and what an honor. I mean, I, you know, to me, it's always, it's, it's always such an honor to take care of families during that, during that time. Um, and people ask me, well, don't you get tired? You know, I don't really sleep. I mean, hello, but, um, (laughs) you know, like uh, people say, well, you know, if I call you at two in the morning and I'm in labor, I'm like, I don't care. Like Mm -hmm. it's, it's such an honor to be asked to do something like that. And it's not what I do every day, all day. Um, but it's, it's such an honor to be invited into such an intimate time in people's lives and to at least be a small part in their journey. Um, and yeah, so it's, um, I, you know, I've always felt so, um, yeah, so honored to have been asked by you to, to help with Ben. Cause that was, that was intense. And, you know, it's just, however, I don't know, I think it's cool to, to have that community. So, yeah. yeah. So we have a couple questions for you. We asked these same questions to everybody and they're a little bit goofy but we like them so should we just yeah go for it just take it okay so question boy is if you could go back in time to meet your high school self or teenage self what advice would you give her oh that's so hard um He'd whisper, you want babies. (laughs) (laughs) He'd be like, what? (laughs) Hell no. Um, I think, I think if anything, like, honestly, I think to trust the process. I think that's, uh, um, I really wouldn't change anything. Um, I really wouldn't change anything that I've done um, as far as I, I went to school for criminal justice. I have my bachelor's degree in criminal justice, um, which is which is always kind of funny. Um, Fun fact. But, uh, yeah, um, but it really, I, I think going through all of those experiences and learning and meeting the different people that I've been able to meet throughout life has, have been, um, have, have, have been really beneficial for all aspects. So I think it's, um, I think really just trust the process. Great advice. Okay, so my question is super goofy. Oh, um, so, okay. So if your belly button could provide any superpower by just touching it, 
what would it be? Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Hard hitting questions. Hard hitting questions. My belly button. Um, <laughs> my belly button. Man, I'm going to think, I'm going to text you tonight at like 2 a.m. I figured out my belly button power. <laughs> um, we will list it in the show notes. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I think what it would be is to rid people of perinatal mood and anxiety disorders. Okay. That's a new one. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's uh yeah, I'd do that and help all the mamas. <laughs> yeah. So my question is, would you touch your belly button or theirs to make it happen? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think we would just touch belly button to belly button. Perfect. Like the care bears, right? Yeah. You're like, this is really awkward, but I promise you'll feel better. <laughs> Do you trust the process? <laughs> Just go oh, with it. Just well, let it happen. That's such a visual. I love it. <laughs> okay, last question is, what is your um, least popular opinion? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Pregnancy is a parasitic condition. All right. <laughs> um, uh, my least, oh, man, you're going to really get me some hate mail here. <laughs> Um, that I, I, how would I say this? I think, um, I think the best, well, I think the best healers are women. Um, and in a chiropractic profession that is completely male dominated, um, that is a very unpopular opinion, but I think chiropractors, I think females make better chiropractors, uh, better healers in general. Um, and I think our ability to connect with, with different people on different levels is, is far above most of our male counterparts. Mm. And Matt, what do you have to say about that? <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> My husband is the chiropractor as well. <laughs> Love it. Uh, I, thank you for your honesty. It's a popular opinion on this podcast. Yeah. Oh, good. Uh, yeah, you're not going to give me hate We appreciate you being in our community. Um, yeah, and we'll um, we'll get your contact info and um, a link to the class in case people want to reach out to you. Oh, yeah. thank you. Thank you. Good to see you. Good to see you. Thanks everybody for listening. You can find us at Born Wild Podcast on Instagram. For inquiries or feedback, you can email us at bornwildpodcast at gmail.com. You can find me, Emma Ray, on Instagram at Emma Ray, R-E-A, Sophia at sophiabirth.com and me, Leah, at Bay Area Home Birth. We would really appreciate it if you would rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. It helps us reach more people. And as always, stay, stay wild. wild.